0: save the galaxy who knows in this episode of vg empire episode 143 i'm your host Ooh. brett elston i uh, find out more of vg Empire.com, everyone thank you for listening uh, and i am once again rounding out this seemingly endless rocktober uh <laughs> is my same two guests joining me yet again i'll help you save the universe thanks brett. tim i'll
1: begrudgingly <laughs> save the universe no i'm just kidding this is uh patrick tgi friday's potato skins Kulikowski.
0: Uh, we'll have to bleep all that They're not a sponsor of the show so. They are now mm. They are now mm. uh, Can you like say copyright Fridays or something? Or
2: Today and here Every day is Friday Hey I deril- mean, I mean, How does
0: this deal with you and Outback though? That's my question um,
2: <laughs> But which one's better? Uh, well, I, Outback Steakhouse Are you serious? Are you <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know this was ironic I, You have to go, to go to the restaurant to get the good food You can't go to the frozen food aisle yeah, yeah. And get yourself some tater skins I guess, yeah, that's true uh, um, Outback
0: tastes better Okay Honey Wheat Bread. Uh, and up next are three songs from Outback. Uh, oh, right. Commercials from across the decades. Uh, but no, This is the next ro- episode of our Rocktober. Again, if this is the first episode of the show, I already I apologize. Uh, but <laughs> normally, it, years back, this was a biweekly show, a game music show going back to 2011. And uh, every October, I would turn it weekly to do something about a big series or franchise that warranted multiple episodes, not just one or two. Uh, this year, it's not uh, one Series or franchise, such as in the past it had been Pokemon, Castlevania, Final Fantasy, and Mega Man did one uh, back in 2015. In this case, it's a concept of fairly obscure Sega Genesis games that I thought embodied great FM synthesis, great use of the Sega Genesis Mega Drive's sound capabilities. Um, which over time, you know, we've made we've we've made fun of a bit on the show because <laughs> when it's abused and misused, uh, it is screeching and unbearable. But that's not typical for the platform and I loved that I was able to over the course of just like listening and letting things just queue up and like whatever whatever comes up is what I'm gonna listen to, I end up finding things like this episode, which is two spaceship themed games, but very, very different. The first up is Long Sigh, <laughs> Advanced Buster Hawk Glade Lancer. um Or Glade Lancer, for short. Or just Glade lancer if you're <laughs> for SEO purposes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh just and then Glay for short. Uh, super short, SS. <laughs> the song that brought us in is like a four minute epic, right? It's uh, just, it starts off super militaristic with those marching drums and setting up the stage of like the galaxy is at war and blah, 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 aliens invading alien army. And somehow there's only one ship capable of fighting the entire armada like so many shooters begin. Um, and it's usually a prototype or the literal last ship left. Um, and so it's using all that, that dramatic music to set that up. And then when it like totally. One eighties into like anime opening um up tempo very exciting thing that's when it's like, and here's a sixteen year old pilot who's gonna save us, and her name is whatever it is uh I forgot her name, but Lucia yeah, Lucia, she's gonna save us all in this special ship, Glay Lancer, as you can <laughs> guess, and despite how like one note that all sounds, I was really surprised how well this does it, thanks to that music, like it really sells and uh Konami's uh axole? Mm. Aixley, uh was another great example where they just through using pretty straightforward graphics and a really good song made this thing seem so dramatic like that axley opening is awesome really good and it's it 's so simple, and this is a very similar thing where it 's they 're doing a lot with li- with little uh, I mean the song is super complex and beautiful, but you know they had limited technology, and you still get across like. I'm going to save the day. And then the game starts, and it is so almost indistinguishable from all the other shooters of the day. Um, <laughs> and this game never came out in America, even. It's As far as I can tell, it was uh, released in Japan uh, back in 1992. Um, and then, well, no, against all odds, much like the ship itself, got a North American Wii Virtual Console release in mm. 2008. Ten years ago. So <laughs> ten years ago, wow. uh, it came out. So hope you downloaded it and then saved that Wii that it's on because otherwise it's gone again forever.
1: You're right because you can't buy
2: the any rebirth. And yeah, they're yeah.
0: they're
1: gone. I did at least get the rebirths, but uh, I missed out on clear Answer forever because
0: they were unbirthed. <laughs> yeah, they are trapped forever in the white box of the Wii. Or yeah. I guess you could have transferred them over to your Wii U, and now they're you know stuck there. Yeah. Um, but at least it did get another chance at life, which is great. Um, but yeah, I thought that opening song uh, really cool. Um, normally, I feel like some of those might have been separated as like intro or like story and then opening or something. But for whatever reason, it's kind of looped all as one song. Uh, we'll go into three more uh, three songs. I'm because, ready. Uh, it's a 2D shooter, man. Like it's it's your Gradius, your R-Type, your Gyaris, your Axelay. It's it's get ready. Your Darius. Your Darius. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did like Beavis and Butthead, but I never na, got into Darius. No, 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 thanks. So, stage one is the asteroid field, and uh, what will I cannot get 80s montage music out of my head? So, it's an asteroid field, but think of like Rocky or any 80s movie where they're just training forever. Um, Super motivating, and uh, the backgrounds in this game are actually pretty neat. This asteroid belt is just really cool sense of depth with asteroids going onto the horizon um, even on space so whatever
2: the horizon means in that case so, mm. so they're going into the background even though you're going from side to side yeah you're going left to right huh. it's just
0: a neat like cool. shooters who do that all the time like what is perspective it yeah. doesn't matter <laughs>
2: um this entire galaxy uh, abides by a very strict and confusing set of rules, where we yeah. all fight in a single plane.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody go up or down, yeah. Well you don't don't go in or out at all. Just up or down. Is Z is right out. Yeah, and we've all agreed in the, to the uh, Crom Star Accords that we all signed. <laughs> we all have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I quit. Uh, <laughs> stage one is the asteroid field, as I just mentioned. Very montage. After that is Purple Sea, very intense and has that desperate battle tension feel to it. Not necessarily like super rock and out of control like Thunder Force, but um, otherwise good shoot 'em up music. And after that is huge battleship, which is another kind of staple for any shooter, is like, okay, this stage is just a giant screen spaceship. filling yeah, shoot you, the turrets that you're shooting the turrets on. Hmm. But again, eighties montages, it's like flash dance, the, the the final dance she does at the end to the, the and then nails the whatever. Um, the whole fitness athletic wear craze of the '80s, like that's that's all I can get in my mind. And 1992 in Japan, still living in the '80s yeah. with, with some of the music oh, and yeah. fashion and
2: neon spandex.
0: Yeah, and that's great because yeah. the late '80s, early '90s are like my favorite time period of all time. I love the aesthetic, the the fashion, the color palette that was at use, the music that came from it. Like best of both worlds. It's the best of both.
1: The worlds. design on the fountain drinks that 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 classic design.
0: You know what I'm talking about? No? What's that? It's like
1: teal and some scribbles, purple scribbles. Oh, you're talking oh, about ge- yeah, the
0: generic yeah, yeah. fountain cup. Just yes. like yeah. two, two teal I mean. squiggles or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's total <laughs> that aesthetic. Border <laughs> bordering on vaporwave, which is still to come in just a <laughs> weeks, just a year or two away. Um, but yeah. Asteroid field, purple sea and the battleship from checks notes. Advanced Buster Hawk Glay Lancer. <laughs> Uh, the triplets at the end of that last one there, yeah. That, um,
2: the last one had a little bit of a, a little bit of an attitude. Be. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, it's definitely stern and demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's going to show you what it thinks. Yeah, and what it and wants and what, what it can do. Uh, and then one before
2: uh, the the one we played in the middle there, like yeah, purple C. The. It was all good, but then like right before it's about the loop, it's like this is simultaneous where it's like winding down, but also just revving back up, like almost like I'm a like a the machine is just breaking down, but then just at the last minute just oh it catches
1: just the engines reignite yep. and
2: it was uh very
1: good. I, I like those rapid like maybe I'm messing up my music lingo lingo here, but like scaling up or like mm. just these quick like keyboard flourishes. Mm. I really dug that.
0: So. Yeah, it's just super energetic yeah. and uh, yeah, that middle one just the. It, it just gets such a desperate feel out of it. And it's a much shorter song mm-hmm. than the other two. But I, I feel like it packs a lot in in a very short amount of time. The As far as, like, unique gameplay elements to this, so it is a 2D shooter, and you have these things called movers that, I guess, are the kind of equivalent of options in Gradius where they there's a formation that they can take around you, and you can choose from seven formations, um, and some of those are, like, straight up, you know, mimicking things in Gradius at the time. Um, there's also lots of power-ups, speed options, uh, s- very standard stuff you would find. And you know, as a teenager kid, I would rent. Like shooters were such a hot genre at the time, and it was also, it was a great showcase for a new for a new console. Or there were things that the Super NES could do really well, and the Genesis could do very well. And you could you could pit their shooters against each other and be like, well, Akslay can do this. Well, Gyaris does this really well. And it was such a unique. I don't know it was genre at the time, and then the more and more powerful home consoles got outside of Einhander, mm-hmm. they just kind of disappeared. Ooh, and then the riding games that show up every so often that I like, but I really regret it became I much much more nichey. Whereas back then, like you could, these were big games; these were big releases. I, I don't mm. know if it was
2: just the selection uh, of of games where I was growing up or what, but I, I did not come across these very often, hmm. or at least I didn't recognize them and take a shot uh, at the base in the box art. But now. In this, like I love these kinds of games, like mm-hmm. as an adult, and like when I go through an arcade or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. I'm just I just gravitate towards them, mm-hmm. um, and so now I really want to go back uh, yeah. to most of these. I feel like we've come across some really good ones here.
1: I do feel like I missed out on a lot of shmups over the years. I would always stick to like Gradius and yeah, our yeah. type,
0: r type, yeah. and Gradius were my favorites. Axley mm-hmm. is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then back back in the Genesis days, Guyaris was like the big. Get a. I just remember it got really good reviews and it came up in magazines a lot as it's like it's one of the best shooters of the day. And it had a unique element where like I think your ship shot an a thing at that would take things from other enemies. So it was kind of unique. Mm. A shooter, it, it was always a thing where you could rely on. There's a nuts and bolts to this framework that I will get no matter what which one you put me in. I'm gonna have a basic competency in this genre, but each one has some unique thing. The the gimmick, like what is this one's gimmick? On oh, this one, you blank. And for Glaylancer, it seems uh, like these movers are kind of it where you can choose these different formations that they take around you and thus how they spin around or shoot left and right or shoot forward in an arc, like being able to control that. Uh, I don't think you can do it on the fly. I think you choose in the beginning, mm. and then that's you're locked in that. Um, that's cool. But unfortunately, it yeah, just didn't make it out of Japan until 2008. Um, composers, though, some... Very noteworthy folks in here. Uh, Noriyuki Iwadare, Man. Best known for Lunar and Grandia, uh, which came up in the last episode. Th- some Ace Attorney. Through, through gonna, Game Arts. Um, yeah. And we've covered the, uh, a lot of music in the back. Yeah. Dual Destinies, Spirit of Justice was in there. Um, a fun fact of... Uh, To name dual destinies, I know that it's come come up a few times, but uh, that's a a big one, (laughs) yeah. It was just like you know, you talked about
2: alliteration in the last episode, I thought about it,
0: so that this is me, man. Like, I can name things with alliteration, or don't talk to me, like, I can't do it. (laughs) Uh, because get it, it's dual destinies, it was Apollo and Phoenix, it's both of them, and dual for dual screens. Hey, 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 Dual Destinies. You did it. They're all, they're all localized, obviously. I just really I love this. I have a weird little asterisk next to this for all time. <laughs> I see Dual Destinies. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's just a fun little thing for me. Let me have this.
1: Iwadare, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
0: much more accomplished person. Um, yeah, but just great music all around. And we've done episodes on Lunar and Grandy in the past. So please check those out. Uh, as well as Masanori Hikichi. We always mention VGMDB and VGMPF. Uh, mean Bean Machine. Some Sonic 3 listed in Whoa, there. Really? even uh, Even The Mean Bean Machine? Yeah, which is. Like yeah. the yeah. best versus. The, the best versus song of all like time.
2: it's the best Puyo music, yeah. Yeah. A million
0: percent. <laughs> um, I, and I don't know how uh, this person fits in with that. But then also, Terra Enigma was on their credits, oh, uh, which is another big I, one. I knew
1: that name looked a little familiar, yeah. Uh,
0: and oh. then, as well as Yoshiaki Kubotera, who worked on East 3 and 4, uh, on, you know, Genesis or Super NES versions, as well as Steel Empire, which was another 2D shooter that I played. I would rent a lot back in the day, um, and Lunar Dragon Song, which was the DS one that came out around like '06 or so. Mm. Um, and then Isao Mizoguchi, uh, and looked like he and the others are part of a sound team called Cube. Um, <laughs> you have 30 minutes to move your cube. Uh, <laughs> uh. Sp- <laughs> Mizoguchi's alias was Don Macau, <laughs> <laughs> um, but very very accomplished group of people. Uh, this game is is loaded with good stuff, and then uh, all the games we mentioned in there between Lunar, Grandia, East, Terra Enigma it's like big hits in there, um, and Ace Attorney as well. Just beginning to end, great music across the board. Uh, we'll do three more tracks here from Glay Lancer because not a whole lot else to say. We've talked about the Jean Jean. That's, that's genre. That's genre. Mm. Um, I and mean, what's a glay? That's a glay. Uh, you know, it's hard to say.
1: <laughs> I, I, w- I was assuming like maybe they meant gray lancer, but yeah. n- I don't. That doesn't think make that's any more sense.
0: No. I mean, Gradius is at least like oh, is it like Gladius, like right. the blade, and maybe that's what it is. Mm. But then I'm right. like, I like that it's Gradius. It's right. uh, what I loved about shooters was when they had names. That's another thing. It's like Axelay. Like, what is that? Or a Solfies. <laughs> Solfies. Just like, I like that the names were like, yeah, this is like, in a, in a time before SEO and like, did you market research and <laughs> did you focus test his name? Hell no. Not a chance. No one can even pronounce this. And kids will argue about what it's called. But it funds, it's funds to try to say it. <laughs> and even like. Phalanx, the game with the banjo playing dude on Super NES. Like even that's just such an obscure word that even when they use it, they're like, okay, yeah. What's a what's a phalanx? (laughs) Um, But yeah, three more songs from (laughs) Glaylancer. I do love the 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 art for this though. It's a spaceship. It's the ship on the front, and the back is uh, Lucia running at you in her in her spacesuit. It's just. It's the exact kind of thing that would have leapt out of me as a kid. I'd be like, oh, I want to play that right now.
1: And there was no chance for the USA to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no,
0: uh <laughs> she's actually a ripped auto air pilot, uh <laughs> who huge biceps. Um, so we'll go into these uh, other three tracks. Uh stage eight, Flying Rocks, which I looked at the stage, you know, watching gameplay of the game and even though the track is called Flying Rocks, it looks more biological or living. So I don't know how flying rocks get in there. Hmm. It's flying like kidney kit- stones or something. <laughs> because <about> <laughs> uh, it looks, it's not quite as gross as Abadox or something, where it's uh-huh. like a, a pulsating living thing that you're fighting. Um, that game is also pretty weird and gross and a shooter, but uh, it's not that gross. But the fact that it's called Flying Rocks threw me off. But uh, it's got that late game intensity of stage eight. So shooters tend to only have single digit stages. So by the time you're getting to eight, it's like. It's time to go. After that is boss song. I just you know, what's that one? It's, about? The, it's <laughs> the boss theme. Fine, okay. boss theme. Okay. 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 okay, okay, great. And it has this amazing intro where you're like, oh man! It starts like it's going to be this like late seventies rock or early eighties. Like it starts like a heart song to me, where I'm like, I am ready for this. And then it goes right back into the game's kind of typical sound across it, very dancey and eighties fitness <laughs> montage music. And after that is the story end so this is listed as a easy mode ending song um that starts thoughtful kind of ballady and then picks up uh presumably to inspire you to finish the game on a harder setting so it's like hey you did good but man think what more you could do when you play it on a harder setting because that's the thing that used to happen playing on easy mode actually would withhold content from you or stages and it's like well yeah but did you do it uh better baby yeah. Did you try? get, uh, get, get Like done. literally get good? Yeah. Uh, it would always make me feel pretty crappy, though. But, yeah, and it's like, oh. Oh, there were definitely times, <laughs> th- there was definitely games where I would see it and be like, I can do better. And there's mm. other times where I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Like, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll never see it like, in the trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, stage eight, boss song, uh, and the story end. Aww. This song was in love. Oh, and like with us? Uh with the player. It definitely <laughs> has this like sorry, Tim. And if we're not meant to be together, I'll always love. Like it just I has, love you anyway. I want you to be happy. Yeah, it has some like even if you don't decide to finish the game on hard, you know? Thank you for playing. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the time, and I love you. Oh and uh, God. you know, I'm gonna hook up with a better person at the game. Yeah, someone <laughs> who can play it on hard. <laughs> Such a earnest feeling to that that I, for a shooter, I didn't really expect when I got to the credits music. (laughs) This Mm. is very bizarre. Um, But yeah, that boss song, yeah, it starts very alright, we're about to get, uh, never mind, we're a spaceship and now we're flying 9,000 miles (laughs) an hour and we're in space. Um, And then that first one, upon listening to it again, the Flying Rocks thing, I was like, oh, this is Lords of Thunder. It's just wailing guitar. Yeah, and I was
1: imagining keyboard slider action there too. There's a
0: lot of that. Oh yeah, a lot
1: of
2: that.
0: (laughs) At least two Rhythm guitarists in unison. <laughs> How <laughs> many can we have? Uh, like I did last episode, we're gonna break from because That's we've, we've covered that that guy, and now we're gonna go into the next game called Star Cruiser. Uh, another and to fit the theme with this one, it's spaceship theme, because mm-hmm. um, the prior one was female protagonist. Uh, then the one before that was uh, it was the Battle Mania series and then before that it was shooters in which you are not a ship. that You're humanoid <laughs> things. So this is the main theme to Star Cruiser, and I kind of... This is such a weird game. Um, listening to this song and watching the opening, I can't understand how this wasn't a bigger deal, especially at a time years and years ago, especially early, mid-90s, when Sega and Nintendo were very much in a heated like battle, right? And... Any anything that they could get on the other, especially Sega of America, was like sinking their teeth in. Right. Like this is the difference maker. This is how we this is how we stand out from Nintendo, who's just ruled this industry for like seven eight years. Like this is how we make ourselves known. Right. And it's basically like a Star Fox before Star Fox, where this originally came out on certain computers in Japan, PC eighty eight and Sharp computers and things oh, wow. like that. But it polygonal you know navigation. You go out and you fl- you fight polygonal enemies. You navigate these polygonal environments, and then when you come up to a space station or you're navigating a town, then it goes into an interior thing that's sprites, and it has this very fantasy Star 2 aesthetic, which is like sci-fi future RPG look, okay. but then when you're flying around doing things, it's totally polygonal, and uh, this opening theme song is just like, it's just like, imagine if I was Sega of America, marketing team, and you're like, yo, how do we get this, N- Nintendo's doing this 3D Star Fox thing, hey, we had a game that came out in Japan like two years ago that did a lot of this, and whether or not how good the game is or whatever, I, that, it almost doesn't matter, right? The point is you could they could have made commercials and made a marketing campaign around, oh, yeah, theirs has got fuzzy animals piloting spaceships. Well, we've got the cool, you know, Earth is at stake and humanity's on the brink, and you're going to solve this political and military intrigue and fight in deep space and 3D battles, like all this and stuff. The view, the view was from behind. Uh, it was first person, it was first so person. you're, like, yeah. inside the ship. Um, but it's just, I had no idea this even happened, and the fact that it's just completely off my radar is, is kind of surprising. Just not not so much as a sign of, like, this game is secretly so good, you guys. It's just more like... It was striking in its time. It's striking, yeah, it's and crazy. It, it's, yeah. like, in a time when literally any bullet point that Sega could find, they're like, oh, th- this is our identity. We're cooler, mm-hmm. and this could have been positioned as a cooler Star Fox. Um, and I'm just surprised the more I read about this I did so this is the main theme to that game Star Cruiser Stage, everybody. Yeah, grand adventure lies ahead. You
2: said it like Space Castlevania, but it's like happy, <laughs> happy bloody tears, happy Ye- tears. Yeah, happy, te- <laughs> happy, tears. <laughs> happy, bloody tears. Just regular tears.
0: Yeah, crying from laughing. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's this FPS RPG shooter hybrid um, that when you see it, yeah, it's it's running. It's a little chuggy. Not gonna lie, mm. as as even Star Fox was back in the day, because those those were things that the original architecture of those machines were not necessarily meant to do. And I'm guessing that the PC versions uh, handled potentially a little better, but even back then, it's not like the computers back then were built with 3D acceleration or anything in mind. That's not really, there weren't 3D graphics cards to my knowledge. Mm. Uh, it's not, my, not the era I was playing games on computers. So <laughs> I, I played uh, TIE Fighter did that have? I never played that. Uh, it was just really chuggy, you know, but right. you know you would see beyond like the the performance you just didn't care yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean I play. I did play Wing Commander a lot uh, on a friend's computer but it was really underpowered so I have no idea how smooth the game was supposed was to supposed be. To. Yeah, I have that same problem too with that era. Uh, so
2: all this was fine. Uh, yeah, give, this, give me a slideshow. That's it's okay. true.
0: Yeah, and, and even when I played Star Fox it's not like I thought this is chuggy. It's just like Oh, this is how this looks. Yeah. It's not like I had a, a, a lifetime of comparison. It was why is this ship made of triangles? I don't care. It yeah. just it's cool, and the music's amazing, and this is just fun to play. Um, the
1: more I was listening to this theme, uh, the more I was like, "Where were these games in my childhood?" Because apparently, the the Genesis games I was exposed to, like <laughs> you know, being the Nintendo kid, I'm like, "Ah, you know, it's whatever." I well, mean, yeah.
2: I mean, the, the video stores must have had to make some decisions based on titles. Like, I'm assuming yeah. that people had like you know, just price sheets, and they're just like, I don't know, like, uh, we <laughs> should go for this one, and what's an axolay anyway? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean,
0: like, well, like, these two never came out here. The troubleshooter seemed like a really limited release, and we didn't get the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, the prior episode was Alicia Dragoon and Elviento, which I did see in video stores, but didn't really play them. Um, yeah, in video stores, it would be very character-driven games. Not so, like, you'd see Tojiemon & Earl, you'd see other things like that I, i'm kind of blanking on every other <laughs> joe, and mac. joe and joe mac, mac. like streets of rage sonic any anything that had a very clear character on it even like general chaos where it was like hey it's two military guys fighting each other okay and it's two player got it but then anything that's like spaceship uh it, it'd have to be some place that just had tons of things to rent and they're like yeah yeah that's how i would rent like steel empire or other shooters it would be At some grocery store that's just like, yeah, we make all our money on sodas. So, yeah, we just will rent whatever you want. Uh, Shout out to Farmore, RIP. (laughs) Um, An amazing thing. I've brought it up on the show repeatedly, but it was, I mean, imagine early 90s, a place that rents NES, Super NES, Game Boy, Game Gear, Sega Genesis games. $6 gets you four items for two nights. That's bonkers. And And that it's
2: portable too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because kids are going to lose that constantly. Yeah. And it would just be like I would walk out it would be like going to the library and like, I want a stack of things." No, no, actually, it was it was six things for four dollars for two nights that's what it was. that's crazy. it wasn't four man. things for six. It was six games for four dollars, and you would walk out with a stack, and that's how that's how so many of the things that I played was this this weird store called Farmore being open and alive for the precise back in the day for me, which was like 89 to ninety three and then it just disappeared. And because it's they're just giving them away. Giving away it's the it's games. true. They, they had a horrible business model when it came to that. <laughs> but uh, boy, I rented like everything because it's like four dollars. That's nothing. That's nothing.
1: Well, why did you get all those cool games? And my local supermarket's rental area had Back to the Future Three on Ugh. Genesis. I mean, <laughs> there, there were those.
0: There were definitely those stores. But eventually, yeah. like, I'm not going to that one anymore. <laughs> right. um, but uh, yeah, so Star Cruiser, uh, incredible to me that. Never came out, but yeah, it reminds me of Wing Commander mixed with Fantasy Star Two, where it's like a spaceship thing mixed with this, you know, character-driven. Like you go to the store, you go to the store, you go to like the inn and and, and the, the the merchant to buy things and NPCs, and it all kind of looks like to me Fantasy Star Two, um, and it's trying to pull all these things together like a grand like Snatcher or Blade Runner y kind of thing, and it just. Nothing, never made it, never made a peep. So weird. Uh, we'll do three songs from Star Cruiser. Uh, first up is Desert Zone. So this is like an outdoor polygonal area. It kind of looks more like Faceball Two Thousand if you think about it on uh, Game Boy, yeah, yeah. And then Super NES, I think later it came to. Uh, it's flat. So in these areas, you're very much like driving flat. It's not like you're flying in three sixty. Um, you're kind of moving flat around on a, but everything is polygonal. Uh, space Flight. After that, so certain areas would give you access to six degrees of movement. So later I would this I would liken this to Forsaken or Descent um on PC and then Forsaken was on N sixty four and I mm-hmm. swear they just announced a Forsaken uh, remaster. It was by yes. the
2: same people that did uh the Turok like Na- HD Night Sky. Night Sky Yeah. yeah. Okay, or night, or no, dive, night, night dive, dive. night yeah, cause dive. Yeah, because it's got uh, like a squid or something. Like <laughs> yes. But yeah, they they do like these really nostalgic, focused nostalgic like ports and stuff. I mean, What's I rented
0: the first one. It's I've got a blonde
2: lady's face on it. Oh yes. yeah, I forgot about
0: that. With the tattoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and the co- yeah. Oh. Whoa, did boy, we work yeah. on this game? <laughs> uh, and then the, the the commercial was just like over and over this voice going, "The future is forsaken. The future is forsaken. The future is forsaken." How did
1: Vaguely that? remember that? How did they know? Um, What's next, guys? Biofreaks? <laughs> wow,
0: freaks, <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, um, Quest 64 is coming back, baby. Uh, um, <laughs> but Spaceflight, and and I don't know if this is actually a song that plays in these free movement areas, or if this is like a... Cause when I was watching through some videos, it seemed more like this is an interstitial cutscene that plays and shows your ship going from your current location out to another. So it's like this polygonal ship leaves a planet, and then when you're out in space, you can, like, I want to warp to the following place. Or I want to get in a random dogfight in space or whatever. Um, so that's space flight song. And then after that is Protector, uh, which does have some Genesis tinny guitar that we normally try to stray away from. Because um, that's kind of a stereotypical bad sound. I don't think it gets totally in the red zone. But um, this is when you've, like, docked inside of a space station or something where you're going to fight bad guys. This is, like, action game moment where you're shooting other ships. Uh, So it's three tracks from Star Cruiser, uh, Desert Zone, Space Flight, and Protector. So yeah, even though it's got yeah. the the telltale genesis, I think it gets wild. It, it,
1: it put me off for a moment, but then like as it as it kept going and nonstop fury and yeah. passion and going on. I'm pretty sure like that soloing was, and everything. That, that song was, could beat
2: me up. Like it <laughs> was pretty tough. <laughs> like I think it You'd lose in that I fight. I would lose that fight. That was that was great that was, good. that was cool. But yeah, that that the tinny guitar like you're saying is totally
0: throws you off at first. You think it's be one thing and then mm-hmm. the bass kicks in. Yeah, this music, uh, by what I could tell, is uh, Toshia Yamanaka. Um, if I go to the VGMDB page, um, this apparently had some kind of soundtrack released in 2012, it looks like, or oh. as part of... Was um, that Egg Records? or Egg Records, distributed by SuperSweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've, that,
1: that rings a bell. Oh, in well, my
0: VGMDB dives. Yeah, well, that's good to know. <laughs> I, I assume this is the same thing. But, yeah, there's just uh, uh, some... Discussion on the YouTube clip of all this soundtrack just talking about Yamanaka is underrated. Uh, One person saying, uh, this soundtrack is every bit as good as the X68K version, um, but they prefer the Mega Drive because of the sample drums. Um, But yeah, there's just, like I said, it was released on non-Sega platforms initially and then Mm -hmm. uh, came out later. Here. And this is... uh, Keeping with the theme of the show, I wanted to do, which was Genesis stuff, but mm. uh, space flight in the middle there really gave me the starlight zone from Sonic. 5, oh yeah, um, and then the desert zone is like Pilot Wings improv jazz fusion. It was. Very light and fun.
1: I, I, I got to say, chillaxing music in space is is, is always nice and appreciated. And it's it's
2: crazy. Yeah. Any of these shooters that like, uh, I think, mu- yeah, obviously music, like we all agree, is like 50% of the entire experience, but it's like yeah. an invisible 50%. And yes, it is. And with shooters, it feels like it's such a blank canvas for you to like paint the mood. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like default intense. And so if you put like Thunder Force 4 soundtrack on it, it's going to be like the most... like sensory assault possible. Yeah. But then you add like this chill out. It's like, I don't know, like a puzzle game. Think about
0: Puyo. Like we were talking about Mean Bean before, like yeah. that versus music. Like, oh yeah. It's so aggro. Yeah. And it stands out from everything else in the soundtrack. Cause the rest is like, yeah, we're popping right. blah blah. And then you
2: play Puyo Tetris and it's just like the most like cutesy bubbly <laughs> yeah. stuff. And it's, right.
0: uh, anyway,
2: this, these, the variance in these soundtracks is striking.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, so this did nearly come out in the U S as star quest. Um, and, uh, Again, how intense the rivalry was in '90, 90, '91, especially in '92, 90, and around when Star Fox is coming out in '93, uh, and getting into the mid '90s. Like, I'm surprised Sega of America didn't put some muscle behind this, because like, again, having a thing called Star Quest at a time when there's Star Fox and Star Trek TNG is like the, one of the hottest shows on TV at the time. Like, it's in the middle of its third, fourth season, and it's it's killing it in the ratings. So you have all this interest in spaceships and sci-fi and flying and what's the next technological thing we can use to push our hardware? And the fact that this, like, didn't catch at all, uh, especially since it apparently showed up in some magazines, it's like, yep, Star Quest is on its way over here mm. and just didn't happen. And, yeah, the, the Sega was really on the lookout for a technological edge, real or imagined, uh, with something like blast processing or... Real things like constantly chasing 32x and expansions and Game Gear's got color and we'll lean into that and we'll mm-hmm. push the take six AA batteries way over here, the color kids, the colors. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm colorblind,
2: kid. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And Go then right.
0: uh, just the fact that yeah, this, and again, this is no no reflection on this game is secretly one of the greatest Sega games we never got. It's not like that. It's just like that era was full of these one-upsmanship things and so surprising. Um, we'll do uh two more songs or sorry three more songs really quick. It says Red Zone. Uh unlike the Desert Zone, it's red. Um uh, but it's up tempo, but a similar has this calming effect to it where it never kicks into high gear, stays at this kind of same tone throughout pleasant listen. Um and then after that is the Bernard system. <laughs> 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 uh founded by uh Greg Bernard. Um uh, again has this like snatcher kind of feel to it cuz again Or Blade Runner, whatever kind of space war you want to, future war you want to go for, kind of like a Bernard Runner kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bernard Wave. To find out if you're a secret Bernard or not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Is Brett my real name, or is it Bernard? Ooh, oh my God! uh, It's a Bernard. It's Bernard. Um, But yeah, the numerous things this game seemingly had going for it of like polygonal space battle, mystery, talking to NPCs, and then all this RPG stuff. Two games in one. It's like three games. Um, mm. So we'll do Bernard System and then uh, Ending. Um, and it's not the usual slow jam, thoughtful thing, um, but it does have this like sense of closure and lays on the synth pretty hard, which is great. Um, so this is Red Zone, Bernard System. Uh, I went to school with the Bernard System. And uh, the Ending from Star Cruiser. Uh, it's a thinker. Is it's it l- four minutes? It's like four minutes long. Yeah. Of, I guess a lot of it, people worked on that one. It's uh, very uh, dynamic, though. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it um, went a lot of
1: places. That, as, as ending.
0: Mm. It's got to take you through several different it, emotions. And it doesn't have to loop. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't have to loop. It just needs to take you out yep. and make you, leave you thinking. Yes. Um, and then The Bernard system we <laughs> determined is actually a water cave. Yeah, we did. <laughs> They're wrong. They put the wrong
2: song from the wrong game. In, <laughs> in, uh, Luckily. Lots of warble Yeah, to it, yeah. Uh,
0: Bernard, uh, you know, short of c- scrubbing through a complete playthrough of this, m- maybe Bernard's system is underwater. I don't know. It I've never be, been. You could be soothsayers, yeah. I've never been, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but then Red Zone just has that galloping. It's very, again, it never, like, really escalates or builds, and despite it being upbeat, it's it's very chill thing to listen to, I felt. Mm. Um, but yet that ending, it just, like... Yeah, it goes through, like, a synth phase, and it goes through, uh, you said it reminded you of, like, MSX. Yeah, like, like, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake kind of sounds,
1: yeah. like, I nearly identical, uh, mm-hmm. like, in terms of the uh, instrumentation. but I, I love that sound. That that particular sound like mm. really gels with
0: me. Where it's not really trying to approximate an instrument. It's like this is a sound unique to this machine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can totally see how these would be excellent like background. Uh, some of them really
2: good background music songs. Oh yeah. And then you'll get like a real humdinger that comes in there. and You're just like you have my attention again. Yeah. And then bef- instead <coughs> of exhausting you, I think we talked about this before, like Thunder Force or something like that. Yeah. It goes back into something like that. You know, stage one or something like that that we just or that 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 first
0: track from this last set. Yeah. And, and kind of balances it all out. A um, little bit. Yeah, it's uh I thank you for all putting up with these games no one's ever heard of. Um <laughs> I have stuff to to YouTube. Hey, uh,
1: ob- obscure stuff is like some of the best, honestly. Yeah. Uh
0: vgempire.com <laughs> is where you can find all these episodes. Um all 140 <laughs> of them. Um and please leave a comment. I do love reading uh, how the episode struck people or what they thought about the songs. Odds are you have no memories of either of these games unless you lived in Japan, which is possible, or imported them at some point, um, or bought Glaylancer on on the Wii. Um <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe you discovered these soundtracks in a similar way that I did, and I I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. I I, I had
1: a blast. Um part of the stressful fact of this is like uh, I gotta hunt down the uh, the soundtracks now because I'm into it. And <laughs> it's, it's tough. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it
0: is tough. Uh, mm. But, yeah, if there's unfortunately no way to buy either of these games. Uh, yeah. But uh, the soundtracks, great stuff. Mm. Um, and, man, the uh, composers did an excellent job. Um, but, yeah, that's that wraps up potentially wraps up this Rocktober. And thank you again for listening. Would like to get into a more regular habit of posting these. Um, we'll see if we can pull some more together for you. And... Yeah, uh, VG Empire on Twitter as well to get some uh, teases of when new episodes might come, or uh, retweets of other game music news or sales or whatever that's going on, as well as uh, occasionally retweeting other game music podcasts to let you know what else is out there. Cool. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm at Tim Turry on Twitter, and that is the thing to say.
0: <laughs> and
1: I am at Patrick KUL on Twitter. So cool. Hit us up. Uh, I, I honestly though I really do love obscure. Finding finding new obscure game yeah, music same. because everybody knows not to knock on like Mario or Zelda because I love those sure. just as much but like three Zelda episodes but like you know yeah. everyone knows about that and there are soundtracks out there that are still waiting to be heard by more people uh-huh. and they should be
0: I, yeah I so, felt like I was on a roll with some of these where I'm like. Yeah. Like when I saw Glaylancer come up, I'm like, fine, I'll listen to this and then I'm like one minute in, like, here we go. It's like, oh, damn. <laughs> and then yeah. I see this other spaceship thing and like Star Cruiser, whatever. And then yeah. literally the the main theme that's like nine minutes long, like, oh man, take me on a ride. Clear my appointments for the rest of the evening. Yeah, I can't I can't. <laughs> I'm so busy. Um but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna go out with the ending to Glaylancer. Um it really wraps things up as if it was a show. Um, and not just like the ending of a game and, and it's again something that shooters despite having such paper thin plot lines of like an, an alien armada invades the system and there's only one ship who can do it and it's the one you're in go get them it's prototype's only one of them and uh, the odds are against you go do it and with just that again like the way Axley did and other shooters where they would just do such a good job of making you feel like oh man it, it is all up to me and this song that ends Glaylancer is like a full on ballad Add lyrics to this, and you've got a full-on ballad between two people. It's great. Um, so that will take us out the ending of the Glade Lancer, and we'll see you soon.